That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Sidework Podcast. This is part two of part two we tricked you with a treat we dropped (laughs) an episode on actual halloween and now it's november 1st so we're we're just gonna follow up what we started just in good conscience we couldn't drop a halloween episode on november 1st we got a little dstls muertos yes uh, of course sean happening um the spooks can stay just because we're novems um (laughs) i mean listen it's scorpio season baby it's a time of death and dying and rebirth and dance in the shadows it's totally absolutely. fine plus we effing love halloween so we've got a little bit more for you we're going hard <laughs> uh so we kind of left off talking about some haunted establishments which andrea and i both had a lot of fun i was like andrea you look for like new orleans area i'll go midwest and i don't know if you had any well i did go omaha um Ooh, you're just a hometown haunting. to see if there is anything um and brother sebastian's which is a very popular steakhouse in nebraska that's been around for as long as i could remember um you go get a nice little a nice little chateau brion um which you don't know What's Brooke. That? it is a uh, filet mignon made for two essentially okay i believe it is a it's like pan roasted and, and they do like a little like they probably do like a little sausage over pan it juice? okay um and they carve it table side Ooh. so it's just a, it's a big nice piece of filet um but it's a great little place to dine in omaha um, a little more fine dining it's been there forever so it says it's uh haunted by a man that's been identified as bill walden his apparition is often seen wearing a tweed smoking jacket and ascot he was apparently a regular patron of the restaurant before his death and now he continues to visit on the regs now that he's passed away so pretty short, pretty sweet. Hey, stop trying to micromanage the restaurant from beyond the grave, you <laughs> fucking restaurant manager. So typical. A reservation for Walden Bill. Uh, I believe I'm on the list permanently. Thank you. <laughs> I've decided to haunt this establishment because it's my favorite place to go. And I will take, uh, yeah, I will take my time. So do we find it endearing that ex-patrons decide to stick around forever? Or do we consider them the ultimate campers? <laughs> Are ghosts like the ultimate campers? They're like, get out of my section. It's been 65 years. Seriously, I'm trying to work here. Could you quit 
tugging at me. Like, this is super annoying. Yeah. Who am I supposed to go to about this? A demonologist? I barely get my, uh, the restaurant owner to even pay attention to me when I've got a problem. I looked up uh, a Michigan haunting. I mean, I should have gone more Detroit area, but I wanted to see what came up in terms of, you know, a really famous haunted establishment in Michigan. I've never even heard of this town. So this is J&B's Bar and Grill in Johannesburg, Michigan. And oh, this makes sense. So this is northern Michigan where it starts to get really sparse. It's not quite the upper peninsula. I don't think. I, this sounds like it's could be. Who knows? The UP is pretty the sparse UP, in it itself, is. right? But it, it is literally a tiny little community and the existing building get this oh this creeps me out it's a combination of a former service station and one room schoolhouse child ghosts i don't care for it so it's currently owned by joe and nettie buck buke they first opened the spot bar at that location in 1946 and then it was bought by a judy and a bill pappas uh they renamed it J&B's Bar and Grill, really original after their name. The bar is believed to be haunted by a former owner, but no one knows which one. Like, they're not sure which ghost. So I'm like, real solid story there. <laughs> they're like, it could be anyone, but they're their best guess. We're pretty sure he owned the place, though. Yeah, we, we think we've got that right. Their best guess is that it's the ghost of Stanley Kroll who purchased the building for a short while in 1950, and he's the guy who added the one-room schoolhouse. Sounds like a creep. He died in the bar. Oh, Ew. No. Okay, I don't not like that. Not in the schoolhouse. Maybe he just wanted to have education and he I, wasn't a creep. I Yes, possibly, but I don't see anything in here saying he's a teacher. <laughs> Gross. Okay. But okay. He died in the bar and employees will hear mysterious voice, call their names, ask questions and issue requests. Can you just hear a ghost being like, I'd like a side of ranch. More lemons, please. Don't you mean boo cheese? Boo cheese. Speaking of, I mean, have we gone to Morrison Pub yet this year during the haunted season? Uh, no. There uh, is this place that we live down the street from in Los Angeles called the Morrison Pub, which is great burgers, great like divey sports bar pub without feeling, because I hate sports bars, but I like the Morrison. But and this over the top decorations for any given holiday. I mean, if you can't get into a haunted house here in the Los Angeles area, just go there and have a burger. I almost choked to death on my burger because one of their Halloween decorations, they're all animatronic level shit, scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> and I'm sure they have more choking deaths in October. Yeah, they're going to get a lot <laughs> of uh, ghost patrons lurking in the bar what after a nice scary October. After 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 one of those like like um oh the spiders like come down from the, the spiders ceiling. that drop down and then like I choke on a pan roasted Brussels sprout not a good look Morrison Pub man I tell you what I know we're probably gonna get into this a little bit with like the holidays coming up but like being tasked with decorating at a restaurant as a server one of my favorite things of all time I I didn't know which way you were gonna go with oh, that you love it love it love a challenge love to decorate love to make everything perfect and to my liking. 
I think it's so funny when all of these places go so over the top, almost to the point, because especially the fake uh, cobweb and spider web, you know how horrible that crap is to work with. It's horrible to clean up because it stays everywhere it stays, all the time well, forever. We know, because two years in a row, we covered the entire exterior of my house with it, which it was still flapping in the wind come Christmas time. I had a Halloween party uh, in my home in Chicago and let uh, our friend Jasmine, who has the best uh, Halloween decorations, we all know yes, that. Does. Uh, decorate the inside of my home with the specific request. <laughs> she does not use fake cobwebs. I get home and they're my entire fucking house. It looks like like a giant black widow. It's like the scene out of fucking Lord of the Rings when like the spider uh, cave before they go into Mordor. Like that's essentially what my home looked like. Oh God. Well, mm-hmm. I, I love it that like, you know, like bartenders, restaurant employees, like it's so over the top and excited that they actually make their jobs harder by accident where they're like, I can't get to the POS system. <laughs> covered in covered cobwebs. Covered in cobwebs. They like stretch it over all of the bottles of liquor on the bar. That's They're a like, metaphor for downstairs, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, if you no. as a woman aren't able to reach your POS system and it's covered in cobwebs, time boy, to, oh boy. Time to get out there and get those pipes cleanly. <laughs> 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 but I, I mean, I do love it. I, I, I don't know how much haunted and gross food, you know, goes hand in hand with actually wanting to be at a restaurant. But I do give kudos for all the restaurants out there who try and do things like spider cider, spiked spider cider, spiked spider cider. I've never even heard of this. I'm making it up on the fly. (laughs) It's just a bunch of cider with dead spiders floating. Possibly. I don't know. But I mean, that's the level they go to where things are so scary that they do not sound appetizing. I do wish there were more restaurants that were like we're doing that we're doing a little more doing it up for Halloween and maybe like using your food coloring to like make that pasta orange or make it be like, hey, a plate of worms. (laughs) As long as it tastes good, I'm there for it. You know, I'm okay with it. I, I do have to say going to private Christian school for let me see 10 years we celebrated halloween but i mean my mom handmade me the cutest little witch costume it was me wearing like a little like and my mom does not sew this was the beginning and end of her crafting career for me as her daughter because she does not sew she does not do anything like this i at one point i think there were like hems that were stapled together she's like ah but she was doing her best to make me this cute cute little just like a a smock that had a little candy corn print on it from joanne fabrics it couldn't have been cuter and i had a little pointy hat and i went to school in my costume and then my mom got a call at the hospital where she's a nurse to come pick me up because they sent me home because i was a witch and this is like the level they're like we'll celebrate halloween but only if you're like you know dressed like jesus (laughs) That's interesting. So, or an apostle. That makes me think, I'm going to segue a little bit, to like working on actual Halloween and being able to wear a mm-hmm. costume to work. Ooh, that's so fun. That's what? so fun. Did We we probably did that at well, one point. Well, we had one crazy night at the Bad Dog Tavern in Chicago where we dressed in costumes. We had to work. I had to go work a leadership to the bar, but we played a game of capture the flag in the dark in costumes in a park in the cold and damp i had to go and bartend that was the year i decided to be like an old lady with dementia who thought she was a pirate (laughs) i 
I remember this. That was my costume. So I was basically had a house coat on, a little pirate hat, and I would just I would I had a cane. I would I was confused, and I would just like throw doubloons at people all night long. What is that? What would you throw? Doubloons, like that? oh the little gold candies? treasure, like oh. just like gold coins. That's what you call like pirates booty is like doubloons, which are like what? a specific coin at the time. Oh, I think Spanish the doubloon. Doubloon. I probably was. I think you said it with an M too, but I still don't know what it is with an N. Okay, so so then I would throw the bloom all over, which is pirates booty, pirates, pirates booty. gold. Although I'll get down um, then on we that. We went snack and did a super too. fun bartending shift, and I think like Haywood Yards played the the. We all came through. We probably bar played, that night. Played that game. And came so in. we took full friggin' advantage of like having to work on Halloween. We did our our pregame, our literal pregame in costume. Came in. I bartended a full shift. Got drunk behind the bar all night. A live band played. Everybody in costume. It was, that's probably the top Halloween shift, I would say. That's dope. I really, because I remember I wasn't, I think I definitely, I definitely had been fired from Bad Dog at that point or had quit. You were still there hanging on. I was about a month and a half moved out away from my marriage, living with Jocelyn across the street. Oh, and yeah. That's exactly what was going oh, on. Oh, yeah. And I was uh, not feeling it, kind of not down in the dumps, just not myself. And then you, got, you guys were like, put on a costume, you asshole. And I whipped something together really fast. And I, I wore like a really short hair wig, drew a gross mustache on myself, and just looked like an 80s bad boy. <laughs> and that was like... <laughs> Like an extra in Karate Kid, like one of the guys who was probably chasing him when he when Danny was uh, dressed as the shower. Oh, that was like one of the infamous nights at Bad Dog that like the staff was having so much fun that we were like playing flippy cup in the closed sections in the back. Hell yeah. Which was pretty GD fun. Yeah, I'm. It's got to be bad dog for me because every other job I had in New York was either just so terribly unfun because the one was the vegan restaurant forever and they just suck and the owner was a witch year round hello <laughs> uh and then the other spot i worked at which i love james which is my swan song they were just really classy like i i swear to god like deborah the owner probably put like a tasteful gourd at the end of the bar yeah. they were not about to put there was maybe like a really well done jack-o'-lantern on the end of the bar just for Halloween. Just for Halloween. But they had this like lucite imported from the Netherlands chandelier that it's like no one was allowed to go near it. So no one was hanging some fucking schlocky Halloween shit off that because that bitch had her uh, her restaurant like <laughs> featured in Vanity Fair. That's very nice. <laughs> it was just a little too nice for the uh, Halloween uh, kit. Yeah, nobody's allowed to wear like a cat ears on their shift that night, which does happen. And hey, if that that's the way you want to roll if that's to show what you your did. spirit yeah. great you know because you know there is probably going to be a party tonight it is technically friday although i'm on the fence about you know a november 1st halloween party i don't mind it i think i think you can go over i think it's totally right. acceptable what i'm saying is i might reconsider the halloween party but we'll see wait we need time to put costume <sighs> together for halloween party i've already decided to take a knee this year oh, i know boy. I'm, I'm old and tired <laughs> I tried and tried and tried to see if I could find anything on the internet about haunted food. You know, because you always hear like about the people seeing like Jesus in their toast or like in their macaroni and cheese. And so I was like, oh, are there any like crazy stories about like a possessed loaf of bread? You know, nothing really turned up. Nobody saw a ghost of Abel Gota in a bowl of No, 
No, but what did turn up was the most haunted food factory. Listen how creepy the name of this town is. Okay, this is a southern town in past Christian, Mississippi. Mm. What? Okay, it's located on the southern coast of Mississippi, about 20 miles east of Biloxi. And in the early 1900s, there was a company called the Pass Packing Company, and it was a major processing and packing plant for seafood. <laughs> but, okay, it's not that the small town boasts a creepy... It's not that the small town boasts a creepy ghost story. It's home to a full-on apparition of an old-fashioned boy who was absolutely killed in that plant. Are you kidding me? He's just an old-fashioned boy. He doesn't touch me down there. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. They're like, old-fashioned boy. For the young listeners, it could be like, what, in 1992? Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, so the original pass packing company was destroyed by a hurricane in 1947. Uh, but that ghost still haunts the site and is very is in very close proximity to a beach. And so beachgoers have been approached by a little boy when they ask where his family is. He's trying to find them. And he, you know, or he, no, when they're approached by the ghost, he, they're like, do you have a family? Are you lost? What's wrong? And he says, I don't have a family. I live there. And he points to the past packing company, which is disgusting. First of all, fuck a beach ghost. I'm just trying to relax yeah, and catch rays. Agreed. That's Come. the kind of place where you're you're not expecting the supernatural to tap you on the shoulder. No, uh, while you're standing, while you're sunning yourself on your nice beach day. No, thank you. And now, now I do. You know, any anything like in the south where it's like real humid and like a like a moody stormy day. Like I'll let that pass. Go ahead, ghosts. That's you know that's not like a high occupancy vacation beach yeah, day. You go to New Orleans. You go to Savannah. You expect it. You can come out then. That that works for me. But apparently, this food factory there were like lots of deaths as there usually are in like any sort of packing plant, anything that has to do with manufacturing. I mean, that is all of South Brooklyn, like in the Gowanus area, any warehouse district, any warehouse district that's very, very historied, filled with deaths, just accidental on the job, like food and, and, you know, manufacturing related deaths. Grizzly too, I guarantee. All of the, uh, in Chicago, the meat packing uh, district, you know, like the places where Mm -hmm. they would hold the cattle and slaughter the cattle, like are now fancy condos on the river, but I'm pretty certain, and I've heard on like architecture tours, you can still hear like steers like mooing, like at certain parts of the net, just mm. mooing and dying. Ugh. I mean... Stockyards these, are crazy. Stockyards are crazy, and that's what the majority of what we now view as modern cities were literally like these big open-air stockyards. I mean, there were no high-rises. Everything was filthy. Like, I mean, I'm fascinated by the history of old cities, but, yeah, I mean, it's just never-ending tragedy because it took so many lives of so many people to build the cities when you think about it so just horrifying so as you can imagine that little boy definitely met some sort of sad end in the packing plant and he wanders the beach tapping on your sunburned shoulder being like i live in the scary building over there bye-bye shrimp cocktail (laughs) (laughs) is he the one stealing the shrimp yeah he stole the shrimp That kind of wraps up our research on some, I mean, it's endless. You could go for 
literal days talking about all the haunted establishments all throughout America and the world. Um, so what we want to do is have a takeaway for you all. Uh, we want to talk about how to have the best steps of service possible when you are dealing with unwanted ghost owners and customers um, in your restaurant. You know, you you, you want to make the most of your shift and go home with that money in your apron and uh, not be interrupted by by a spirit. Spooks or specters or spooky dude. Poltergeists. Um, all right, so here's, okay, right off the top of my head, here's some advice I have uh, for how to have great service when you're dealing with a haunted restaurant, okay? All right, listen up, servers. Uh, I think, you know, you might need to bring a cardigan for your shift just in case the temperature suddenly drops. Yeah, you get that chill. You get that chill when the spirit appears and you don't want to be uncomfortable during your shift because that can read to tables if you're, you know, really chilly uh, and being haunted, that, that might make you off-putting. So bring a cardigan, I would say that. Uh, okay, I think it's really important to know where the garlic is located in the pantry. Uh, you never know. Vampire. Vampire might be showing up around this time of year. I just think in general, garlic has a lot of healing, holy properties. So, you know, yeah, be sure. It's good for the blood. It's good, it's good for the system. Plus, like, you know, a lot of customers suck anyway. Zing, zing, zong, zong. <laughs> I made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, hey, bartenders, listen up. I think it's important to have uh, like a lot of extra clean bar rags stocked up in case you have a malevolent spirit who's going to be knocking over your bottles of liquor, okay? I think you just need to be ready to, uh, you know, clean it up, keep on with your shift, just pray it's not top shelf. Hello, am I right? Let's make sure you don't have to burn the ice that night. Oh, boy, what a... Burning the ice does sound um, very sacrificial. Yeah. Tonight we burn the ice. (laughs) Anything come to mind for you? I know I just sprung this on you. I would say maybe, you know, this might be pushing a little bit. Maybe like if you want to carry like a little vial of like holy water Mm. uh, in your apron, you uh, totally could. Um, If you need to like ward off some demons who are, uh, won't leave you the hell alone. Um... (laughs) They keep flirting with you. They, I mean, because you know. it's like, listen, and remember, you're the boss of your section, okay? You are in charge. You're the leader. If you can deal with a drunk businessman, you can also tell a demon to take a hike. Yeah, yeah. And it if just it takes, takes just a little, little water in the face, yeah. then, then that's what it takes. Uh, other than that, I would say uh, just have your wits about you at all time. Uh <laughs> And know that your shift will definitely come to an end. You know, and you yeah. can go back. Hopefully the ghost doesn't attach itself to you and go home. It's just, you know, it's just part of the job. It's annoying to go there and deal with people and ghosts. Well, in a pinch, you can just always go into the kitchen, grab a little sage and try and cinder it up around the restaurant as well. Well, and that brings me to uh, an, uh, another little section of advice. Here's just a few ideas how to clean up that unwanted energy and spirit, how to cleanse it from your workplace if you weren't uh, in the know. Okay, so this is according to the manager of Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo. Mm-hmm. This New is Orleans. something, the Nolans, everybody. And this goes into Andrea's um, sage comment. She doesn't recommend grocery store sage, okay? Mm-hmm. That does, that's not going to do it. Maybe in a pinch, but I'd rather have it pinched with some other herbs yeah, onto my French fries. what you're doing. <laughs> okay. So she says, I recommend making a mixture of powdered sage, holy water, and cedar oil. And if you can find, you know, some water from a church that's been blessed, it might be a tall order. I personally think if I walked into a church, I'd, you know, go up in flames. No, you're fine. I'm always, I always think it's weird to like, uh, I would never be as like, 
I would never go as far to put my hand in the holy water because it's not my right because I'm not like Catholic or whatever. But I always, I'm always like, that's gonna burn me, you know. Right. That's how I always feel. I think there's a black market for getting that stuff, anyways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> totally. I think there's there's a priest running a side White scam. House black market. That's exactly. Your holy water. All right. So any of those, like each one of those on its own, is really powerful. But all three together with it, ooh, nice little spritz, keep it on you. You are protected, and it will start to clear the energy of the yeah, space. Uh huh. Little ghost mace. And here's what you got to do. If, you know, we read some of your stories, y'all seem to be just running away from that ghost. Every time you go down into the walk-in to get like, you know, to, to, to like a, say a keg has kicked again and you're like, shit, the kegs are always down in the scary cellar and you're just doing the job, trying to get out of there alive. You know, you and your you and your coworkers need to take this ghost situation seriously. Go down there after a shift and you form a circle, okay? You hold hands, you form a circle, and here's what you do. You need to speak sympathetically and firmly with a spirit. That's that's a big part of it because some of them don't know why they're there. You know what I'm saying? Firm and sympathetic is the move. Stand in a circle. Tell the ghost it's time to move on. You tell them they don't live there anymore. They don't work there anymore. They don't eat there anymore. In other words, you drop the check on that ghost, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Okay, you mm-hmm. close that ghost tab. Last call, you dumb ghost. Wait, you said speak nicely. I think you got to start that way, but it is a bar, and usually you have to move toward yeah, harsher but words. It's interesting because what I what I see happening here, Brooke, mm-hmm. what I see with your your tactic here is that you're you're starting really nicely, but the more firm and mean you get, that ghost is going to take that energy and reflect with it, and the next thing you know somebody is murdered by okay. a ghost. Okay, you okay, know? All right, so don't don't say last call, you dumb ghost, all right? Fair enough, fair enough. But, you know, I think a lot of you run away from the ghost. Try and approach it and get rid of it yourself. This is what I'm talking about, how yeah. I announce my presence. Uh, when <laughs> coming I, back in. Yeah, come back Real in. Day. Hey there, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know uh, what you're doing. It's none of my business. Uh, just going to grab my, usually I do it like, you know, like I, I look down and I, I mean, I will be like, certain lights have to be on. Anyway, this is just me Wow, I did not know you were that paranoid. You uh, work in such a beautiful space. Yeah, but when you're there alone at night and it's dark, and I will say Los Angeles is a dark place. Time change is coming next week. It's going to be fucking dark by 4.30 p.m. Get ready. Uh, I, I barely got out of my summer depression. And I tell you what, it is a dark place here. Whereas, like, I will, like, walk out of, even at work, even if I leave it, like, 6.30 or 7 at night, and it's so dark, I feel scared, like, it's, walking it's to my car. Here. It's yeah. really creepy here. Yeah. <laughs> it's super real. <laughs> I know. Like, even though there are streetlights everywhere, Los Angeles is so dark. I was terrified I mean, when I moved here. LA is the kind of place where it's like that creepy scene where it's like one spotlight, one street light, and pitch black like around the rest of it. Um, even though it is a sprawling huge place, mm. it's 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 very funny to me. But I will say, uh, yeah, announce your presence. Don't be afraid. You're in charge ultimately. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening who do work in establishments that might be considered haunted or advertised as such, uh, own your shit anyway. Own your shit anyways. Don't leave me here. Guys, thank you for letting us indulge in all things scary and haunted and tingly and creepy. It's been super, super fun for us. And next week, uh, we'll be getting back to our usual, uh, well, 
the usual nightmare that's uh, terrifying about the service industry. <laughs> yeah, well, getting back to the actual horror uh, that is the show we do the rest of the year, which is <laughs> falls deep in the service industry. <laughs> this was just fun. <laughs> this was super fun. We hope you enjoyed the uh, special two episodes in one week. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, definitely keep sending us server-submitted stories. Oh, yeah. Happy to actually still hear stories about haunted establishments. Well, if, you, if this episode and the past ones are actually I mean, bringing these, up old memories. These ghosts don't just show up during October. Nope. These, you have to deal with them year-round. Oh, yes. So, yeah, we'll still take them. We'll read that shit for sure. Um, yeah, we just kind of blew through a bunch so we could use a fresh batch. We appreciate that. And, uh, hey, guys, do us a favor if you feel like it. We are coming up on almost a year of doing this with no ads, no money in our pockets. <laughs> we don't like asking for anything. It's uh, it's tough, but we think it's time. If you do want to check us out on the Himalaya app, that's where you could say, hi, I'd like to you know, maybe give these ladies $5 for the 45 plus episodes yeah, they've you know dropped what? so far. Uh, these ladies have been entertaining me for almost a full year now, which is crazy to think about. Um, yeah, here here's a little bit of money to like go out and get, your, get yourself a drink. Here's a tip. Give us a tip. Um, that would be really great. It helps us continue. Well, the truth is we need a new mixer. A few other things helps us keep our equipment up to par. And if you have it in your heart to throw us a dollar, two dollars, five, maybe a 20, whatever it's worth to you, that would be so awesome. And we'd love it. We appreciate it. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening All once right. again. Good. Happy Halloween. Happy Godspeed. Halloween. Godspeed and good, and good tips. tips. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. If you like Sidework Podcast, please review us. Give us five stars and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. At Sidework Podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.